away you go. Now it comes time to actually build it. I'm always thinking about the next thing, not what happened in the past. You want to see someone breaking the mold? We are breaking every possible traffic law. Welcome back, everybody, again to Oil & Whiskey, an Ironclad original. I'm Josh Henning, and as always, we have Phil and Jeremy Gerber, co-owners of The Roadster Shop. How are you guys doing? All good. Excited for tonight. Doing great, man. You don't look good. Me? Yeah, the face. It's just maybe it's... It's just, it's kind of shitty looking. A little sad. It's a little sad. I wonder if my large shoulders are just casting a little bit of a shadow and you can't see my facial features. That's it. Maybe that's That's it. it. That could be. We've got a uh, great show today. We've got a C10 talk host, Ronnie Wetch. And we're also going to be doing a new installment of In the Glove Box. And if you listen to the end, we just might debut a brand new segment. Never before heard. It's kind of a big deal. That's a huge deal. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the interview, we're going to have another on the gas segment. All right. Maybe it's just his head is so big, all his facial features are spread out. Maybe that's why it's that's, not that pleasant looking. That's a, that's a good point. It could explain. Kind of stretched. He's got. He's a big head that's, mode. NBA jams. That's that's a strong possibility, and I I see your logic and reasoning there. So. That's interesting, but it's definitely the large upper torso, the just the sizable bulk. My muscles, a small That's, t-shirt. Yeah. It's a 1416, so it's snug. <laughs> it's a kid size. Well, let everybody know we have children's size Roadster Shop shirts available for purchase. Hop on our website, nice roadstershop.com, and pick one up for you. The or all, your child, the or your adolescent new, young boy. The all-new RoadsterShop.com. Check it out. Check it out. All right, for On the Gas. In this segment, we want to take some time, shout out an individual vendor, shop, or company, somebody that's got their foot on the gas. It's kind of why it's called On the Gas. Uh, somebody that's doing great work, taking their projects and industry to the next level. Somebody that needs a little, doesn't need a little recognition. Somebody we would like to give a little bit of recognition to. Somebody that's Maybe piqued our interest, somebody we saw on the old social media. Uh, who do we have today? Today we're going with uh, Steel Town Garage. Oh, yeah, up in Pennsylvania. Yep. They have definitely been uh, on the gas. Um, relatively new shop, right? Only been around for a yeah, year and a half, two like years, that. something like that. Um, building a lot of uh, pretty killer stuff. Uh, Metalwork is absolutely top-notch and if you've seen the uh, 64 falcon they're doing some killer floors trans tunnel tubs um just bitching metal work on that thing that's a difficult car to build and they're that is and it looks great that's it's a fun car it's pleasing on the eyes to see it in bare metal that straight yeah it looks all really those good. cool body lines and trim those guys are uh guys are doing a heck of a job get some neat projects coming down the pipeline there yeah they're doing some driver stuff too i say they're doing a 68 camaro and they've got a 35 Ford going together. I think they just started a 70 F100. Um, a lot of stuff. Beck Camaro, I was kind of blown away how quickly that thing's going. I was on their uh, Instagram page before this, and they have it basically measuring for wheels and ready to go to upholstery. Looked back, we shipped them that chassis in November, so they're like they're three and a half months in, and it's a so what full you're survivor saying build. is that they're literally on, on the gas. The gas. <laughs> That's. I mean, it's hell of a name for a segment, isn't it? it? it is. with that. We should. That's a good name. We should use that. Uh, you can check them out at steeltowngaragepa.com or on Instagram at steeltowngarage. They are on the gas. Check them out. 
Steel Town Garage. All right. Up next, we're going to talk with C10 Talk host, Ronnie Wetch. For more than seven years, Ronnie Wetch has been the host of C10 Talk podcast, where he regularly interviews some of the biggest names in the industry. He's also been featured on other podcasts, including OBS Talk, Bronco Talk, Dodge Pod, F100 Talk, Pro Touring Talk, and many more. He's also an Arizona firefighter, captain, and a paramedic in his hometown of Chandler, Arizona. Ronnie Wetch, welcome to Oil & Whiskey. Salute, fellas. Josh, hey. good to see you. Good to see you. I mean, Cheers, really, bro. I'm pretty straight, brother, but I mean, you're you look even better than normal sitting behind that mic. So you look, you look <laughs> I good. appreciate that. It looks you guys both have the same kind of look with the glasses and the hat. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I can't see sharp. shit anymore, so I have to upgrade that a little bit. But <laughs> well, it's good to have you, man. I'm uh, a little nervous. You know, we're we're podcasting the podcaster. We're talking about having like Stallone on here, and I'm looking forward to that. Not really that nervous, but Ronnie brings a lot of a lot of <laughs> podcast experience here. So let's let's get this thing rolling. Kind of the guy for the industry, right? I think I think you guys know me well enough. It just happened to be a slap dick that figured it out early, <laughs> and I uh, was pretty passionate about about trucks. And uh, yeah, so uh, thank you though, Jeremy. I appreciate that for sure, dude. Little known fact: you were the first podcast that we were ever on. Yeah. Kind of coming full circle here. Is that true? Nice. It is. Yeah, that was, uh, I will tell you guys, um, I was pretty nervous about that one. You guys were, uh, I mean, I had to work pretty hard and it's, you know, it's the roadster shop and I still have that. I still have that feeling where there's guys on my list where I'm like, man, uh, I've already looked at some of your guests, uh, some of the guys that you guys are interviewing. It's, but th- then I think you realize, hey, these are automotive people. They put their their, their pants on one leg at a time, no different than anybody else. And once you, once you get somebody on and you start, you know, cutting it up, you're like, Oh, this is, this guy's a good dude. Right. For sure. I mean, some it, people's pant legs are tighter than others. And some people don't wear pants. It sounds like I'm catching, you know, a little bit of that. Yeah. Right now we, we might all be pantless. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's <laughs> speculation of that as well. So. I think that's the cool part about <laughs> this podcast and getting to talk to a lot of these guys. Cause we bullshit with everybody at the shows and, you know, everybody kind of thinks that there's some superstar celebrity, you know, standoffishness to it, but, uh, everyone's pretty down to earth, badass car guys, just doing what they love and cool to get to talk to them on that kind of basis and get that out there. Absolutely. Dude. How, was, how many of these you done? What numbers are you at Ronnie? Uh, for C10, uh, we are at, we're, I mean, probably like 250. I try to do about 30 a year. So we're in our eighth year. I'm in my eighth year. I just kind of decided to let the reins loose a little bit though on that. So some of the other people, I started a round table and the round table is, is really what we have here. Four or five dudes, you know, there's some that can have some dudettes in there or whatever, but uh, just to kind of Cause I can't be everywhere. You guys know that you, you can't be at every show and there's people out there that you want to find out about. And that's, that's, that's the cool thing. You find the right guys that want to be behind the mic and they, you know, they're nervous about it too, but if I can coach them up and, you know, kind of spread that out. So that's, that's the new, that has not really happened yet, but it's about ready to happen. So 250 probably. And then there's other ones though. You kind of, we, we branched out. So C10 talk, about three years ago, I kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, Hey, let's, let's do OBS talk. And so, so that whole parent of C10 is now branched out to various other podcasts that most of the time or other guys or girls are going to be behind the mic. Sometimes I'll fill in OBS though. I, um, I'm on there a lot too. 
how's the OBS stuff going? We're just, uh, I think you saw it at SEMA, we're starting to dabble into that market and dropped a pretty interesting new OBS product. Is that, uh, is that on and popping as the kids say? Is that, uh, is it rocking and rolling? What's the word on the street with the OBS stuff? Yeah. And I, I don't know that that's necessarily facetiously rhetorical, but yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I got, uh, I got a photo today of an RS chassis at probably number two or three being delivered. I've got uh, contact with, I think probably number one for a upcoming interview. So, so those, those, that chassis, that market, um, without a doubt, it's, it's, it's funny because you look at the scalability of it, right? And we look at the C10 trucks and they're the king. And then you look within the C10 and you're like, all right, is it the 67 to 72? Is it the square body? I mean, you guys have built really all three and, and all different levels. Some of my favorite builds. Uh, and then you look at the OBS platform. And so right now, and Josh probably experienced a little bit of this with this two-wheel drive Tahoe, but right now the scalability of it is the, is the OBS world is is the highest percentage. Now, whether the C10s were already, whether that's popularity, whether that's monetary, whatever it is. And I look at SEMA, I look at Barrett Jackson, I look at different auctions and yeah, they're moving, moving and shaking. I, I think the key with the OBS, let's see what you guys think. This will be hard. This is always hard for me when I'm a guest. So, so you guys can slap me around a little bit, but I, I end up always trying to, you know, drive it. So this is, it's good. But what I think is that if you look at the C10 you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, you saw the C10s on, let's just pick an easy 72. You saw it on 15s, you know, maybe some torque thrust, some coys, whatever it was, maybe a four, six drop. And they weren't, you know, even 60 grand, right? So let's say 60 grand 20 years ago, maybe that's 120 now. However, the math works out for, you know, Joe Biden's inflation, but we'll, we'll, we'll look at it this way and then come back and say, okay, so that's where I think we're at with the OBS world right now. You guys will change that. You guys are already seeing that where most of the CK trucks that you see, the single cab short beds, there are so many out there and they're exchanging hands all the time and they're getting popular and dudes like me are chasing down old guys all the time that are still driving them. But you're seeing, you know, maybe a five, seven drop, maybe a 20, they can sneak in there. They need to upgrade the brakes anyway. So, so you're seeing that that's, that's what I'm seeing out here. And I don't know if that is something that you guys will see for a little bit uh, at, at RS really, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think all the trucks have kind of started out that way for us. When we first got into the 67 to 72 C10s, it was all the, you know, fifties, Chevys and 50s F100s and those were the trucks that were bringing 150 grand and you could go out and buy a 67 to 72 for five grand and shit we probably had chassis out for two or three years before anybody was even like remotely interested into them and yep. then you see a couple getting built and then it kind of sparks some creativity and it just kind of like gremlins you get them wet and they just keep multiplying um square bodies then did that um OBS thing is a, a little bit more difficult because they're you know as technology gets better in the, in the original truck build side. They are significantly better trucks than what a 67 to 72 was. Um, just throw spindles on it and uh, flip the rear and you can, you know, have a pretty good driving truck. Um, I think that was one of our big obstacles to overcome. Really wanted to make something that swung for the fences and, and crushed it when we did the chassis. So I know my brother and, uh, and Mike, our engineer, spent a, an insane amount of time 
trying to reinvent the wheel and do something that was pretty groundbreaking on that chassis, not to be a, a full infomercial, but I think just for us, it was a bigger, a bigger step than getting into the, you know, going from the, the C10s to the square bodies, um, going from the square bodies to the OBS trucks. It was kind of just a, a complete change because we wanted to make a significant impact when we came out with it. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we got to remember these trucks are 30 years old now. So, so even though that chassis is light years ahead of the 73 to 87 stuff that, I mean, think about that. Think about 83 or 73 to 87. I, I mean, what the fuck was GM doing? For I mean, they, building a like, kick-ass truck for fifteen dude, years. Yeah, that, no, no, don't get me wrong. That's you know, that's a kick-ass truck. Uh, you know, one of my favorite, right? But you just think about that. You think, dude, these guys freaking were on autopilot for a long time. Yeah, yeah, they Nothing have a tendency changed. to do that. I mean, and the OBS, what did that run? Eighty-eight that, to ninety-eight. Yeah, yeah that spans yeah. another decade. But that's like the real, the first real refined vehicle. And you take like the early 60s all the way into like the late 80s i mean even into like 91 i think that was the last year we had a 91 suburban that yeah. was still like the suburban blazers went later right well you say that because of the age that's that's where i'm at with it is yeah, yeah but like the guys the, that got the like square the body fit, finished the way the seals were the door latches how sound the car was it was like it was still an old tree you take like a 91 suburban versus a 92 suburban that's it's a huge uh, difference. Major leap. But I think that everybody that was getting the square bodies back, some, I look at it as the square body was awesome to me, but it was always what my dad or my granddad or what they had. I didn't ever, well, for dude, my it, age. It's different for me. And, I grew up driving a 95 Z71. You've got to think, like your grandfather and father, you guys were transitioning from horses to like the Model T where you're cranking the car to start it. <laughs> I knew that. You know, I knew it was going there. I feel like that, that was a slow roll. I know. See I, where I, I, I went knew with that. Because okay, you're old. Because <laughs> yeah, you're fucking old. But, uh, yeah. but, but OBS trucks were what, what I had in high school, what yeah. I drove around in and stuff like that. So that when that transition came around, like I love the square bodies, but it was like, oh, that's really cool to do that with what my dad or my uncle or my granddad or what they were driving around in when I wasn't driving. And then when the OBS stuff, you know, it's always like, well, I wanted to do, I want to do what I always wanted to do back then, you know, and never could. And that's what I was going to ask Ronnie. What are you seeing in the OBS thing? Are you seeing more guys transition from square bodies into the OBS or is the OBS also guys that are coming from other things that have just, that's their, that's their getting into the industry. How much is it new and how much is it a transition? Yes and yes. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know the percentage, but I do know that the people, I think we made it worse, the OBS movement right now, because what we saw with maybe square bodies where we were like, hey, we got to jump on these. And then every guy with money, uh, you know, or some money sees it and is like, oh, I got to buy 10 of them. Right. Well, then we create our own bubble. And all these guys have these single cab short bed trucks or whatever. And then it evolves, right? So then it goes to the extra cabs or it goes, I mean, everybody wants the Tahoe. That's the, that's kind of the creme de creme there. That's, that's the peak, but th then it goes to Dooley's then it goes to cruise. Then it goes to this and it just changes up because people, so, so what it, it's like uh, exponentially faster, right? Where I think we had, a, you know, maybe the, I don't know where the 60 to 66 fits in that comes in and comes out all the time. But I think that the, the most popular C10 is going to be your, 
really you're 67 to 72 and the squares came on great and they're going to have a long life. But then I think now everybody's just like, Oh my God, something different. And they're jumping on the CK stuff. And then Josh, I we're, I'm probably older than you, but then you get in an OBS truck and I look over at my wife and I'm like, I feel like I'm in high school with you, you know, like this is crazy. And then it drives a little bit better. It rides a little bit better. Uh, so, so there's a lot, a lot of things there where, uh, you know, I've driven, for example, Yellowstone to Texas three times, 2,500 mile round trip. And then you get an OBS and you're like, dude, this is like cheating. It's like a new car. This, yeah. This is like cheating. I mean, this is so, and that's, and, and that's with some new suspension and some upgrades and some things like that too. So, I think it's just, it's, it's, uh, the question though, is there are some young kids that are, you know, that always wanted that CK truck because their dad was driving an NBS or dad was driving something else, or they got into something else and they knew somebody or an uncle or somebody, they wanted that, that, you know, 88 to, you know, 94, depending on if you're a square dash guy or not, you know? So yeah, it's just, it's so funny how, I'll give you guys, you know, the audience and you the the secret. Whatever was cool when you were twelve to twenty five is going to be cool again. There you yep. go, patent it. It doesn't matter. I mean, I worry about the kids now. I I, I do worry about them, but I assume that some old fucker back in the day worried about us too. So it, it, it's just it's funny how it just repeats itself and the styles. And I like the blend, right? Where a guy will take some of that OG stuff that was cool in '92, you know, to, to 2002, and then they bring that together with what's available now. Obviously, a 20 inch wheel is a, is a perfect example. You know, somebody who'll take a style of wheel that was a 15, a 16, a 17, and then make it a 20 or something like that. And they're, they're bringing that blend together. Yeah. I like being able to work with billet specialties on that stuff because they're, that's a neat company that they, they started the trends back in the nineties and maintained production of all those wheels and all those parts. And now just grew them into larger. So they're like the, the gremlins, is that what you're taught? Is that what you're talking about? Those little yeah, they multiply when you get yeah. Water. See, I never knew that. So I wonder if he's doing the same thing with water growing them bigger. Yeah. So you're thinking those little yeah. pills you used to get, and you put them in the water yeah, and they turn yeah, into like yeah. a sea monkeys or yeah. something. Sea monkeys or no, something like, like sponge. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the sponge. Yeah, those are for like our kids. That's, I don't know. If we had that, but we had the sea monkeys or whatever. You put it in the water, you fill it up, whatever. Maybe well, maybe you guys didn't have that. We had some sea monkeys. Illinois. What's cool with yeah. Glenn stuff is you get one of those vintage styles and it's almost like getting an NOS, but yeah. it's not an NOS. It's like current production. It'd be like, you know, if, if General Motors never stopped producing like, you know, 69 Camaro hoods and you yep. could just buy one, you know, it's right. It I think cool. he's got some NOS heartbeat of America valve covers still. They did a big run of those. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Or he might have to convert his eight gig or whatever to modernize equipment machinists, you know, and, and then rerun that stuff because I, I mean, think about that. It's it went full circle. It's going full circle. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you think the OBS trucks will get to that level of to where the uh, of the where the sixty seven to seventy twos and square bodies are? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't know why, but I don't. I, I mean, yeah, yes, but no. I mean, how do we gauge to what level those trucks got? Would you here's what would you say that the square bodies got to the sixty seven to seventy two level? Not yet, but they're definitely catching up significantly. I think it yeah. takes a couple guys building them, um, you know, and guys like you pushing the stuff and making it cool and popular and in the public eye. That's, you know, everybody needs something to shoot for. So I think the more yeah. you push them, yeah. it 
I think the problem, I hope that doesn't happen with the OBS because I think this is the problem with the square body. Just as everybody either got sick of doing the early C10s or realized that they were so much money, that was right when the square body, like it had its window of opportunity and people were jumping on it and they were affordable and then they just like instantly shot up. It seems like that like, yeah. kind of squashed that market from blowing up, which hopefully that doesn't happen. You can still score these you know, single cab, short box CKs for reasonable money. So let's hope we give the, the trend some time to take off before the prices go through the roof on them. Yeah. And that's what I kind of meant, Jeremy, is that we do it right because we see or we got screwed out of a truck that we wanted. And then we're like, oh, we got to go get three of those or because I think a little bit of his social media or YouTube or podcasts or whatever. We had truck forums 20 years ago. We didn't have all this stuff in our in our ears and our eyes all the time. So then we we love it and it drives it faster. But just that's how it goes, I guess. That's yeah. Facebook, whatever, marketplace. I mean, think about think about what you had to do to buy or sell a truck in 19 or 2000, in 2000. What'd you have to, you know, in I had to 2000. To, I had to go to White Hen and pick up the classic auto, car trader, auto, the auto trader. trader. Yeah. 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 Every Tuesday here in Arizona, every Tuesday, man, you sit there and you had to, if you didn't snag that thing, you know, and then for us, it was the the local paper, the classifieds, you'd get the Sunday classifieds and that shit would be freaking just so deep in the classic autos. And then, yeah. So, so it was, I mean, it was molasses compared to now. Yeah. I mean, every swinging dick is freaking Facebook marketplace, got an app. And so it's, it's crazy how fast things go and, we uh we love it because it, we it's accessible for us, but then that that's where you you get into a little bit of trouble where you're like shit I can't find that I'm looking for this I'm looking for that you know or you can find it you're just gonna pay for it. Yeah, but that's what also brings the industry even faster to the top. I mean, when when stuff is going crazy and people start hearing about it, and then you get on that hype and you're like, holy shit, I'm not gonna be able to find one. Like, I don't care if it's twenty five grand, it's twenty five grand. You know, if they weren't going for anything, then it's, it doesn't add to that excitement. There's not that panic buying, and there's not everybody else jumping on the bandwagon. No urgency to it, right? I mean, you could get a Fiero yeah. right now for a steal, and he's got know? a whole bunch of them. Are you serious? Where, yeah. where at? Oh, they're where? all <laughs> <laughs> huh. the, like a yeah. five-speed one. Or just the auto, <laughs> the GT. GT. Oh, yeah. GT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right next to my Gen Three Camaro. I, I, I agree. I agree. But I think that's what drives it. I think that's what makes it go to that level to where you wonder if people are going to, you know, be able to afford them or get into it. And then does somebody push it to the NBS or, you know, whatever. And then Barrett's fun to watch too, because we've seen a lot more CK trucks at Barrett when, you know, single cab shorties, 454s, the Indies. I mean, they're all pretty popular. And that that's the the cool thing is those there, you know, there's a theme to some of those trucks and then people will retheme them as well. So it's it's a fun time. I don't know if you guys follow uh, Justin Keith SCT. I just interviewed him on OBS Talk uh, a few weeks ago, and dude, he has two of the just baddest trucks out there. He got a '94 that he just wrapped up. Check him out on on the YouTube there, but and his social. But he's got a '94 ZR1500 that he it's uh, it's a monster, and it's so awesome. It's so clean. I mean, the damn thing is just. It's immaculate. And, and he's literally just wrapping. They had some tranny problems uh, last I heard. And he, you know, it's not on the road yet. But when you look at these, the level that these guys are building, I, I think he's saying it's like a $150,000 CK truck. Damn. Yeah, you, wow. can, you can get there pretty quick nowadays. It doesn't take much. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time. But that's why I always tell guys, make sure you, you realize that you're in the moment when you're in the moment. You know, before you know it, you'll be like, oh, remember when we used to love those C10s and freaking Roaster Shop was building that Craftsman truck and, you know, and you're like, oh, shit. And then, you know, and then it's gone. What's the old quote? Somebody needs to tell us that these are the good old days until you get to the point where you're looking back on the good old days. You need to remind yourself that, that you're living in them. Yeah, that you're living in the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that shit works, you know, and then you look back and but it's good times. Good times. What are your thoughts on the four wheel drive stuff? That's a great question. I mean, uh, I, I love what you guys are doing with your kind of your vintage resto mod. I know you guys have a name for it, but uh, I, I, lo- I like the four wheel drive. I, I think in Arizona, I can speak for Arizona. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what you guys think. Arizona, like just coming off of Barrett, the four wheel drive stuff always does so well. It and went insane this year. Yeah. And so I'm always watching that. And um, I look at it like this. I look at it like the class of 95 or 85 is the reason why, you know, for here in Arizona, we got desert, we got, you know, and we had the fall guy and we had cool four wheel drive stuff. So I think that, I think when you think about some of the, just the kids, the kids in the eighties couldn't afford the muscle cars. So they're like, what can we get? So they get these square bodies. They get maybe a 67, 72. They get an 84 step side red Dawn jacked up on 35s. Right. And they made that so cool. So then we're like, Oh, that's cool. And in Arizona, I think that rolled through where you had the flying high and we had all that stuff and you know, California, I'm sure too. And a lot of four wheel drive stuff. And so then it can get faded out for me. I'm class of 92. There was guys on 44s on, you know, big ass freaking hogs. And so some big, big stuff. Well, then it kind of seemed like the mini truck vibe and it kind of cycled through. We've had a lot of, you know, two wheel drive stuff, slam stuff. And then now I think four wheel drive stuff is going to kind of come back. I think, I think it already is coming back. I think I see it coming back. I think Barrett, cause I'm always kind of like, why does the four wheel drive stuff do so much better at Barrett? And I wonder if it's because, Maybe the guys that are buying it are older and they look at four wheel drive as like, that's okay. That's acceptable because, you know, Joey used to do that with his dad in the parking lot or in his garage and this add a two and a half inch spring lift with a block. It's not really cutting anything up, but that little shithead freaking Ronnie was cutting up his Mazda to slam it. And so now that's more, more looked at like a hack job when you look at some of these tool drive slam trucks. Now, Barrett 2022, Scottsdale, there were some, you know, some obviously a a few six figure C10s that were on the ground on air. But are those the anomaly where you could take a, I mean, you take a 72 short bed, two tone truck on 35s, it's bringing a hundred grand. I mean, you know, with nice paint and so on and so forth. So that's just more acceptable. I don't, you know, square bodies, are they quite there yet? When you think about like a 75 shorty, probably bring 65 to 70. There was a blazer, a square 73. She got 150, but she had a 6.0 transferred in it. Um, you know, so, but I think it's, I think four wheel drives are, they're on the up. I think the 67 to 72 blazers were insane. Um, yeah, those I like a couple gold. customers looking at them and we gave them numbers like, I'd probably stop around like 100. It might go to 125 and went to like 250 um, for, you know, nice restored blazers, but nothing crazy. Um, yeah, I think those, uh, they're just like the Broncos. You've got the novelty of taking the top off. So I think you attract a lot of like not super car guy, car guys. 
on those. And then you're probably, maybe what you're finally getting is all the people that for the past like 15 years have been commenting on social media and sending emails about how we ruined a perfectly good pickup truck and you can't fit <laughs> no sheet of plywood in the back of that damn thing. You get stuck going off road. You get stuck on a damn speed bump with that piece of crap. I think maybe they finally got some money now in there. So they're uh, investing like in the these. And I like the word Jeremy does his impressions. <laughs> it gets a little you know southern what? when he gets into that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's right. You can't put a piece of plywood. Yeah. Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I mean, you said the Broncos. Think about that. The Broncos. Those things are like six grand back in the day. Yeah. I Tweaking, had one, bending. And, I had one that uh, I restored in high school and college days. And we put like probably 30, 35 grand into it. And I thought like, I'm going to own this thing forever. Never going to be able to sell it in a 302 Ford crate motor on 35s. And for like the next 20 years, like 15 grand was top dollar for them. Then it seemed like overnight they're 150 grand and 200 grand and they're 300 grand. It's, it's insane. Like a, you can't buy a project Bronco under 35, 40 grand. No. Yeah. The Bronco world's nuts. And the volume, Crazy. the volume that those guys are doing, it's like, it's mind blowing. Just. Yeah. And how many of those are going off road? Right. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's a, somebody who maybe, and, and then you bring up the four wheel drive perspective. It's like, I mean, obviously they are four wheel drive, but you think about that and you think about how many of them are actually going off road, 33s, 35s. I mean, sometimes people just like to sit a little higher. It looks cool. I mean, they look great. I mean, I love the way they look. Uh, there's so many different. The Bronco is really the C10 where you're like, there's no way it can be done different. And then you go to SEMA or you go to Barrett or you go to wherever and you're like, yep, he did it different. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the classic you know, always good. But the classic Bronco thing is crazy to me is how it's it brought a whole new audience in. I mean, seventy percent of Bronco owners, and no offense to Bronco owners about there, but are like first-time classic vehicle owners, you know, and it's acceptable, like young and old. I mean, my daughter thinks that's that's the greatest vehicle ever made, you know, a classic Bronco. And I mean, man, woman, child, like it's just, oh, that's cool. They don't even know what it is. You it's know? just a, it's a Jeep Wrangler, but cooler. It's a, it's a, and it's like a gateway into a, a, a life that they would like to live. You know, they're looking <laughs> at that and like, oh, that's the, that's the, I want to cruise the beach or the Hamptons, you know, every single weekend in my vintage Bronco. Yeah. Well, Phil got his right about the time that Zoolander came out. Remember that famous scene <laughs> where they're having the gas fight? <laughs> and listen, what was that? Did, did, jitterbug. Jitterbug. <laughs> so that was nonstop. He was sold. I, I mean, I watched American Graffiti and I wanted a 32 coupe, but you know, we're not we're a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those Broncos, it's funny coming back. <laughs> the new Bronco, Ford is saying that they expect like 6% of those to ever even be off-road. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I mean, I, I think you built it for a customer. What was the blue Bronco? What was that for? Uh, he did, he's going to do a little bit of everything with it. Um, I know we built a uh, that power wagon for him as well. Maybe you saw the yeah. 71 blue power wagon. Um, he drives the shit out of that thing. Um, takes it off-road a whole bunch. The Bronco, we've had some uh, bad motor problems with it. Yeah, I remember you yeah. saying that. I remember yeah. it. Yeah, they've they've continued on. Not the best uh, relationship with the engine builder, maybe, but we're getting through it. And that That is one that I will say that truck's going to see 
it's it's not going out in the mud because I wouldn't do that to it. But he he lives out in San Diego, and that thing will it'll end up in the desert, and we'll probably get it out to the dunes and do some shock testing and stuff like that. So that one is that thing's set up to thrash. But like you said, I mean that's probably in the like in the four percent tops that's gonna that's gonna go off a road. Yeah, yeah, and I I love that thing. I mean the the way you kept the color and the look and. So yeah, it's I'm not even really a Bronco guy, but you look at the Broncos and you're like, that thing's pretty badass. That thing's pretty bitching, you know. I I'll, second gen Broncos all day long, love them. Seventy eight, seventy nine, uh, colors, just the the style. The you, you think, why the hell Ford didn't build more of those? But it's you know even harder now because you can only get two years worth of them. Yeah, that was like the forgotten era, and it it's weird because they. They almost stayed unpopular, and it's like somebody let the secret out that these are cool. Everybody was so fixated. Like yes. it was just that gap. You had the that, the super popular early Bronco, and then you had the Bronco Two that was a complete failure. Oh, yeah, so, OJ in there. Well, yeah. Sorry, you had the Juice. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I yeah. think that OBS style of Bronco is pretty. You know, the Eddie yeah. Bauer, right? I mean, if it wasn't for <laughs> OJ, we would call those the, the Eddie Bauer Bronco. Right. <laughs> but OJ. <laughs> OJ really, you know, he really took it to a whole nother. Yeah, he Bauer, used the shit out of that one. He should have probably yeah. tried a little off-roading. Yeah. Hit the desert up, maybe. Could have got, maybe away. got away. With, he would have got away. He would have yeah. got further away. But yeah. yeah. Eddie Bauer's like, fucking OJ. They were going to call it the Eddie Bauer Bronco. Now they call it the OJ Bronco. <laughs> My mom had an Eddie Bauer. It was Explorer. Oh, Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody ought to go back and look at what the values of that era Bronco were. That 12 months following the oj chase <laughs> like i'm thinking probably not good I was, like, you, at that period how many white broncos were traded in like that oh next God. week of like yeah i don't want to be seen as there's there's one on was it bring a trailer i just sent it to you the other day like a yeah 94 95 i wanted to get that thing and slam it license plate juice that'd be juice. sweet yeah <laughs> i've seen a handful of like not oj uh you know just i mean obviously People come up with everything. The internet is undefeated, but yeah. can you imagine if we would have had the internet back then? Oh man! Oh my God, it'd be crazy. But yeah, the OJ Bronco. It's funny how that works out. But so, what else you got going on? Phil was telling me you got a big show coming up. That's your first year for it. Yeah, my buddy Sammy C, Sammy Casanova, and I are like, hey man, we need to do something. So that's coming up uh, here in about five weeks. So we've got a little pressure on us, but here locally, where where it's cool, where my where my station is, and in between my house, and we've got a little area. Obviously, the get down, the you know the the quintessential biggest freaking Chevy truck, GMC truck. Dino's done such a great job, and we love that, and we've been part of that for years and love it. So yeah, we should maybe do a spring show. So we'll see how it goes. We talked to Dino about it, kind of looking for that uh that blessing and and making sure that hey we're thinking about throwing a little spring uh, kind of a show you know we're calling it the reunion i i just kind of came up with that because i've always said like one of the things that i love about the get down or really any truck show and and, and for your audience because who knows the audience that you guys have but we're absolutely stunningly spoiled when it comes to our community i mean without a doubt the community you know one of the things i say is the trucks are cool and the people are cool but we're just we're truly blessed when it comes to the people that we have in our community and don't get me wrong there's prima donnas and there's people that come in and go out and people that just get in for the money and all the negative 
negative, whatever, right? We have some of that, but overwhelmingly it's about the trucks. It's about the people. It's about getting together, cracking a beer, having a little barbecue, get together at a show. So with, with that, I kind of said, Hey, these truck shows, it's like your family reunion, your class reunion, reunion. It's the friends you like and the friends you want to see. And it's the family, you know, the cool uncles that you want to see. So, so kind of bring it together and, and uh, we're excited. Now, another thing that's different too, is it's going to be in a five story parking garage. So the location cool set up. Yeah. That'd be really yeah. Cool. It, I think it'll be interesting. And another thing that we are doing is we're going to, we are going to hold about 50 spots for, for Dodge Bronco minis, because we kind of look at it like, a couple of years ago, Dino did that where he allowed some Fords, right? His thing is he doesn't want like, let's say 50 Fords come in. Well, then he doesn't want Chevy or GMC guys being like, well, I couldn't get in because there wasn't enough room. Sure. Well, with us, if we start this way, you know, and we, Sam and I were just joking before we got on and, and uh, that picture of the breakfast club where all those, you know, the, the three guys and the two girls are sitting there and it's like, it's kind of like, your parking lot wasn't all C tents. Now, maybe that, you know, for me, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see 10. I didn't have one in high school, but, but you know, all the cool guys are always wanted to see 10, get a C 10 later. But to me, it's like, Hey, look, we got a lot of good dudes. Some guys like Ford, some guys like Dodge, some guys like mini. So we're looking at kind of stacking those floors and making like a Ford floor. I don't know that we'll actually get a mini floor, but we are, we're, we're kind of looking at, you know, kind of layering it that way. And then we have a park. The cool thing about our location is there's a, about two football field size park right next to the parking garage. So we'll have the vendors set up there. We'll have everything kind of in that location. Uh, you'll come down and, you know, for Arizona, you never know if it's going to be too hot or blazing hot. So it's like, Hey, you can run over to the parking garage and you've got shade galore or cover galore and you get in, get out and, got a DJ and again, just bringing back that old school vibe and some of that high school class style reunion and, and uh, bring the people together. Nice. Man. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, What's the date on that? April 9th, April 8th and 9th is the eighth has come in. Uh, and then 9th is uh, the, the day of the show. So thanks for the plug or allowing that. Uh, one of the guys poised hipster, Mike, he's a, he's a, if you guys want to listen to a cool pod, go back to C10 talk late, late in Oh one or 21. And uh, this guy had cancer survived. He found out, you know, his wife's like a month pregnant or a month from delivering. So anyway, he's got a cool, you've probably seen his stepper. He's got a white, 76 stepper slammed with some like kind of these blue wheels, but what makes his stepper very unique. And I don't know that there's really anybody else that's done it. Well, he took, he took fleet side beds and narrowed them, brought them in, had Brandon Cisco bring the fleet side bed in and then put the dually fender or the, the stepper fender on the outside. So he's that's got cool. the fleet side in real narrow. Anyway, Mike is kind of a golfer too. And so he just, sent us a thing today that he is uh he's going to do a little golf thing for some on friday uh the day before so he's getting all hey if you're coming into town you want to go swing some clubs and then our host hotel is right across the street and that's all kind of a downtown area they got a golf course uh it's the downtown vibing area so we're lucky on the location but that's why we went with a parking garage because you know, the, it's like, well, we can, we can't find a park big enough to hold them. So let's just stack them. So we're going to probably limit it to 350 the first year. And uh, it's funny. Another thing, Sam and I are like, sometimes I have to remind, 
you know, Sam, you guys all know Sam. I'm like, hey, re- just realize, you know, the first get down, there was like 11 people and or, you know, let's just say under 50 and the C- first C10s in the park and the first this, you know, th- these are these are under 100. And I'm like, we're we're looking at 350. So we're, we're, we're shooting big. But now because you see these truck shows popping up all the time, I think you'll see that the numbers a little higher in their first first and second you know years. And you got to lock them down because everything's so popular going back to you know, we're, we're lucky, but you, you got to lock these, these down. And that, that was really the whole thing. It was like, Hey, if we don't do it now, we're never going to be able to do it because somebody else will fill the void. For sure. Sam's a promoter. He'll get people there. Oh yeah. Just, just ask him. He'll tell you all about <laughs> it. Him, him and I together sometimes can be trouble, man. We're freaking out talking to one another and beating me. Yeah. He's a, he's a physical talker. So he's always hit me and I'm just like, dude, I'm going to knock your ass out. <laughs> I know. Oh, all 110 pounds of your ass quit hitting me. <laughs> I know he's a big bourbon guy. We got to get him on just to like, just to sip old whiskey. He's got a good, yeah, he big, is. cool vintage whiskey collection. Yeah. He really got into that. And, uh, he was jacked up about that. And I, I, he's got all kinds of cool concepts, but sometimes one thing that Sam and I really, yeah, I'm lucky to have him as a friend really, but sometimes we get going and we have these great, great ideas and we'll be sitting around having a cigar or some whiskey or coffee and then I'll call him the next day and go, hey, 24-hour rule? Is that still a good idea? He's like, nah, that was a dumb idea because it's all hype, right? It's like, oh, that's going to be the coolest thing ever. Do this, do this. And then you're like, okay, did it pass the 24-hour test? Did it pass the 48-hour test? And uh, yeah, this show somehow passed the 48-hour test. I don't know how, but it, it did. And, and uh, yeah, so kind of funny. Nice. Yeah, we were worried about being able to keep up with the energy with you. So we pounded a shit ton of Red Bull, <laughs> five hour energy, yeah, a little shaky, Ritalin, uh, <laughs> whatever else. Yeah, we it's the struggle is but, real yeah. over here. I was always, you know, in the fire department, you think about it, we have a lot of type A people, right? Well, I make them look slow. So sometimes I have to just, I, the good thing is, is the older I get, I'm, I'm starting to feel it now. It's like, all right, all right, I'm starting to slow down a little bit. What advice would you give to somebody starting out their first uh, C10 build? Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Young guy, new coming into the industry. It's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a truck. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted a truck, right? Yeah. Um, the one thing that I try to tell people and, and it would depend on where you're at. If it's your, just don't buy something that's such a piece of shit that you, it's going to sit on the side of the house and you don't have a game plan. And some of that includes just money. And don't be deflated right now. Everything's just hard to get. Parts are high. You know, it's it's going to cycle, right? You're going to be able to piecemeal together. And one of my favorite sayings is what you get when you don't get what you thought you wanted is experience. So the bottom line is, you know, that, that went fast, but just realize that you're going to get a lot of experience. So whether that's you welding, whether that's doing some of the stuff on your own, some of the, the Ford and Dodge community, some of my friends, they, they, they kind of, I don't know if they hate us, but they, they're just like, you can build everything out of a catalog. I almost need Jeremy to do my, his voice impression. <laughs> you can build everything out of a goddamn catalog. And you're like, dude, calm down. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Right. So, so for the young guy, just, just don't, don't get a truck. Cause it was your dream. And then it sits on the side of the house or it sits in that one car garage, two car garage takes up mama's spot. And then you, she starts hating it or whoever starts hating it. And then you start hating it. Cause if you, that's, that's not good. That's why you think about like an, a CK OBS truck. If you can get into something where you can drive it 
And then you think about like when we were kids, it's like, all right, dude, I'm going to do this. And I got to do this on the weekend because I got to drive this son of a bitch to work or school or whatever it is on Monday or Tuesday. Maybe I can get a ride from Jeremy on Monday. I can get a ride from Phil on Tuesday, but Wednesday I got football practice. I got whatever. I, yeah. I'm, I'm hoofing that shit. I got to grease up the old BMX bike so I can get to and fro. Right. Oh, laying there, oh. laying there with the air hammer, cutting those rivets out to do like, you know, a four, six drop and all that. Then it starts getting a little dark, you know, and it's Sunday and you're like, this thing's got to go back. I got to go to school. Like this is. <laughs> that happened a year ago on your blazer. <laughs> oh, you're talking to your mom. You're like, mom, are you going to work tomorrow? What are you driving? Can you pick me up? You know? And then it's funny too. You think about like, oh man, I remember I haven't seen the bus stop in a long time. It's like, I might have to go check out that bus stop again. You know, hopefully the one good thing is hopefully you got another buddy who isn't, you know, tearing his shit apart and he can give you a ride, but, or even better her. But you know, that, that's the thing is just don't get yourself into a position where I've got a really close friend and he probably will never listen to this. And his name's my brother and he has <laughs> 63 and I, I just feel like, dude, you're, you just got to hate because it just takes so effing long, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drive them to like them. The more you drive them, the more you like them. And if you can fix it and then we got, you know, you get paint prison, interior prison, you get all these other prisons. So sometimes I'm almost like, dude, just if you can get two, which I know that's a tall order anymore, you can barely even get one. So buy something that's running and driving within reason and then, and then play with it. And maybe you can do a little bit of the work and fix it up and sell it for a little bit more and finally get that short bed or, you know, whatever it is that you want. But if you go into it thinking, you're going to be driving this thing to, you know, you're, you're, you're driving it, driving it, whatever to Columbus. it is. That yeah. was always our kiss of death. We got Columbus, the good guys, Columbus. good guys, Columbus. And it was always myself included. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I'm going to get this dude. I'm going to, I'm going to drive this thing to Columbus. Well, that's like eight months, dude. <laughs> Nothing ever drove to Columbus. No personal projects. Anyway, it, it just did. The, it just did the next year, right? Yeah. You're like, there's yeah, no you way. Miss it the second yeah, year too. That. Usually, yeah. oh, you I just know. put so much pressure. Going back to like, so LST, we just we just had LST, and I didn't go this year, and I just screwed up my back. Speaking of getting old, and but I went the last five years. I drove, and six years, uh, the first year I flew out. But anyway, there's times where I text my buddies last week on Wednesday, and I said, hey. I said, hey, we're going to stay up till three. We're going to finish this son of a bitch. We're going to get up at 530 if we even go to bed. And we got to be at the gas station at six for a meetup. And that and that that just wears you out. You're I mean, you're going till grinding and you're you're two, three in the morning. And and some of that's on me. My buddies are like, dude, we're not coming over because you're going to still be working on everything. You know, we just want to drink beers all night. We don't want to work on your shit. And then it's like. Yeah. And now we need to make sure this is going to be able to make the trek, right? It's not, it's not just getting it done. It's making the trek. If you're going to drive it, or like you said, Jeremy, maybe, maybe you trailer it, but yeah, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. And I'm sure your wives all have the same thing, but my wife is pretty much, if I say two hours, it's eight. If I say four, it's 20. And she just has a coefficient. And I don't know what it is about being a dude, but it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate. And I'm like, I got that, you know, like, even to this day. And then you're like, that's I'm why you've got to learn that the phrase is in a little bit. When are you coming home? In a little bit. Day slippery. Are you, when are you coming home tonight? About or, to leave. Yeah. Just, yeah, soon, just in a little bit. Yeah. Never. As soon as you throw like a numerical value out there, you're fucked. Yeah. So, no, it's always yeah. keep it loose. Oh, I'm just I was just about to leave, actually. Yeah, just about to. I gotta finish up a couple more <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, like well, your wives aren't listening to this because we are I, I've gotta like weld up this yeah. chassis and then yeah, yeah. as soon as that's just done. a little bit. Yeah. 
They already know. They built it in. They they know too. They don't even want your ass to come. They're just like, well, I'll just check in anyways. He's not coming. He's at the shop. They're freaking working on something or it's probably they're the, late or whatever. It's probably the flip side at home. They're talking to their friends. He's he said in a little bit, good, that yeah. fucker's not coming home until like tomorrow. <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah. I bet there's times where you guys probably is there a bed at the shop? I mean, have you ever just been like, why would I even go home when I'm going to be turned around? I'd rather just, I'd rather just get my sleep here and get that extra hour than, than going home. Yeah. We've, we've been there and done that, but I think we toned down a lot. In yeah. Like we've five years. We've wisened up. We were like in our previous shop. It was constant. You were there. You weren't sleeping. You were working through the night. Yeah. You know, I think probably in the past six, seven years, We've just focused on trying to be like very, very efficient with the time that you're working. And that means like at the end of the night when it's seven, eight o'clock, don't grab a beer and shoot the shit for a minute because that's going to turn into you know, two hours. Get the shit done, focus, roll, be efficient. And you really will find that those long nights working through the night almost seem kind of foolish you know i hate to not to like there's times when it's got to be done but i think we've done a good job of doing away with that but it's, it's older still, and wiser yeah, it's still 15 hour days though yeah yeah you, i mean and sometimes cracking that beer and you maybe don't get the work done but it's it's amazing how much fun and you look about you think about like josh said that sometimes you look back and you're like that was some that was i didn't know that or i that was that, that's what i cherish you're like well what about the truck I don't even remember what truck it was. I just know I was breaking bread with my buddies or drinking a beer and we were in the shop and yeah, I don't even remember what we were working on, but you know, sometimes that journey is better than the, uh, you know, getting there and and arriving. So yeah, those are, those are some of the memories that, I mean, in the moment when you're, when you're sitting there looking at, you know, Doritos and, you know, empty Red Bull cans laying on the shop floor is nasty and you haven't slept in two days and you're wiping your face off, you know, you know, you, everybody that's done that knows that feeling on your body of no, you know, no sleep and no shower for 48 hours, you know, and you're, you're thinking about that and you're miserable at the time and you'd want to be doing, you know, anything else besides what you're doing, except you're so excited about it. But then you look back about it. You're like, man, that was a, I can't there's, believe we did that. There's stages yeah. to it. It starts with like the miserable part and the tired and then you get that boost after you've crushed a bunch. Yeah, it's yeah. like delirium. Well, then that's the next stage is the delirium. Me and Chad uh, Glasshagel, we we did it a bunch, and it was that was back in the day, and we were always watching that. Was it uh, Freddie got fingered with Tom Green? Okay. And he was saying <laughs> at the time he was saying he was making some joke about Gruyere's cheese, and we were like, it's like three thirty in the morning, and we're slap happy, and somehow like Chad says something about Gruyere's cheese. And it was like, it was the funniest, I don't know why, it was the funniest thing in the fucking world. (laughs) So to that day, it's still like, that's when you reach that stage, that's the Gruyere's cheese level of like, you know, the delirium. (laughs) It's like, dude, if we stay here all night, we're going to end up like with Gruyere's cheese, you know, it's going to be crazy. (laughs) Uh, But like, to to your point, you're you're sucking it up when you're going through it, but then years down the road, you look back about, you know, on those as some of the, your fondest memories for sure. Yeah. You know, and for relative the other night we had an all nighter at work. Right. So we work two days on four days off and we just got our asses kicked, but it's like misery loves company. And then you're sitting around at breakfast or, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, you're drinking coffee and you're just kind of like delirious. And you're just like, 
yeah, that was an ass kicker. I hope it doesn't happen again, but okay. We had good calls. We did this, or maybe they were just shitty calls and you're just like, now you have this bond with these group of guys and you're just like, yeah, I remember that time we friggin' ran six calls after midnight or whatever it might be. And every now and then it's fine. Right. As long as you're not doing it all the time. I look at some of these guys, like the TV guys. I mean, for me, I look back at like, maybe like the gas monkey days, dude, it's, it's, I don't think the body can sustain that shit. You know, it's like, Oh no, we got to keep getting this done. We got to keep getting this done. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't, I can't do that anymore. I can't do that deadline and, and uh, keep up because it just wears you out. Then it makes you hate what you're doing. I think chip Foose is actually like 18 or 19 years old. Yeah, he's, he? just, he's, he's just never he's left just the works, shop. He's just worked so many late nights that yeah. it's, it's really taking its toll on him. But yeah, that's dude, a guy he that's, like his hair looks good. He's freaking maybe he gets a little red in the cheeks, <laughs> but for the most part, you're like, dude, what the hell happens? And and what's his face like? Freaking takes naps, throw it. Chris Jacobs throws a hat on and he's freaking ready to go. Just like <laughs> yeah, those guys. Yeah, I don't know how they do it, man. That's that's crazy shit. You know, that's that's why they cycle through all those different guys that work at overhauling. You know, by, at least back in the day, they'd cycle through all those different guys where yep. those guys were the constant. Chip's doing the freaking coolest rendering with some markers at three in the morning because he's got to reveal it eight o'clock or five o'clock the next day. You know, that's awesome. So when how long have you been a fireman? 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Time to, time to, I'll drop, which is kind of quasi retire in July. And then I'll work for probably up to another five more years. Uh, that just means that I'm kind of retired, but not really retired. Um, but yeah, 25 years. And I really, really, I even kind of had a few years where you do like volunteer and reserve and stuff like that. Um, right out of the gate. And I knew early what I want. I mean, really, I was like, okay, what's fast paced and going all the time. And it's probably a good thing. I didn't go in the military. I'd probably be dead. My, uh, my grandfather was a fireman. He retired after 30 years. I grew up at the firehouses and doing all that. There was a time I, I definitely was, was smitten with, uh, becoming a fireman until I realized how much paramedic stuff you had to do. And that was like, I wanted to do all the cool shit. I didn't want to fuck with no blood. Like I didn't (laughs) want to deal with any of that stuff. So that was, uh, that was short lived, but yeah. Well, that's and awesome, now man. Here in, in Phoenix, um, we're all cross-trained because, you know, back there, you've got like, let, for example, Chicago, you've got, I don't think they got medics on the truck because they actually have real calls and fire and old buildings. We just don't have enough fire. So we're cross-trained. So I've been a medic since 98. So yeah, 24 years as a medic. Wow. Yeah, I got my EMT like right out of high school. So I got my EMT. I think uh, technically I was probably 93 certified and then uh, 98 medic. And then, yeah, yeah, we see a lot of, I mean, I'd like to say that it's all life-saving dog shit, but there's, we see a lot of, we see a lot of riffraff, a lot of gutter, gutter, a lot of people just <laughs> saying, depends on where you're at. You know, what, what, where's your station? If you're, if you're in, I'm in a downtown area. So yeah, we've got, we got some some high class citizens rolling around, <laughs> rolling around, and then it's funny we'll get called like to a different district or a different area, and you'll walk into this nice house. And where I work in Chandler is it's it's very diverse, and and uh, there's well, what I mean by that affluently, you know, you've got some very high end areas and some not so high end areas, and so my area is not very high end. And so then we'll get called into, which it, it's crazy how it could be two miles away, three miles away. And you're like, wow, we just, you, we just let, we leave a house after a call 
you're like, they, those people were so nice to us and they had carpet and little mints. And, and it was just like, you're like, this is what it's like to be at this fire station. I'm going to bid down here. I'm going to get out of, you know, where <laughs> I'm at, but, but then, then you just like where you're at. And my station, we have two companies. So we have a lot going on. It's just constant. There's 10 people in and out all the time. So there's not a lot of, a lot of like chilling, like it's, there's something going on. We get new guys all the time because the rotation, it's a busy house and I'm on a ladder and then there's an engine. So there's, so we get new guys and new guys, they just breed like, all right, let's go out. Let's have fun. Let's do this. And it's, it's a good time. So yeah, 25 years and then 24, I guess as a medic, I never even thought about that. And I'll probably do another five and then wrap it up. Awesome, man. Well, Sweet. congratulations yeah. for that. That's, it Thanks. takes, uh, takes a, takes a real man to put that type of service in. We're screwing around with, cars on a daily basis and you're saving lives yeah yeah you guys are staying up all night partying <laughs> telling your wives you'll be home in a bit <laughs> Something like that. i'm gonna come out to we're talking we're talking to you man otherwise job. i'd be at home right exactly <laughs> exactly what were you guys doing i told you i'd be home in a bit <laughs> yeah. freaking talking to ronnie again we had to name the uh the podcast oil and whiskey so we had an excuse to drink by the way uh great name I, I i'm like oh i think when ironclad or when uh jessica i think i'm like that's a great name so you guys did a great good job you know and phil and i if you remember we talked about doing some pod way back in the day so i think it's pretty cool that you guys are doing i think it's it, it is cool to see how many different pods now for me the content you know I'm, I'm always trying to keep up with the content because you know their pods are so popular now but but I love pod. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fanatic of pod. I love listening to pod. And so, so yeah, I'd be a hypocrite if I was like, ah, you guys suck. You know I mean? I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks, well, we appreciate man. it, man. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're, we're kind of excited about it. It's a little new, but I think we're feeling uh, our way through. Yeah. We're, we're stumbling our way through. That's for sure. Drunkenly. Yeah. We've got some uh, standard questions that we ask pretty much every guest and it's always good to see their, uh, diversity in answers uh what is in your pocket right now you got to do a pocket dump for all of us and explain what you have in your pockets absolutely nothing because i probably need to lose about 10 pounds and so i probably <laughs> couldn't even fit it in there uh usually it would just be a set of keys but yeah there's actually i mean i would i would you have nothing in your pocket well you're not wearing pants sit back down, <laughs> <laughs> sit back down. <laughs> uh, and i would you're, still have nothing in my pockets no, I, don't, I don't have, i'm at home so so for me, I'm, I'm here pretty much again, going to that schedule. I'm here all day and, uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. Oh, that was, I can put I, something wah, in there. Wah, you want me to find a pocket wah. knife or some money or, you know, uh, some tape you here's what was in my <laughs> pocket earlier though. A nine sixteen socket, um, with a quarter inch drive. Uh, what else did I have? I had like three sockets in my, in, in one back pocket. Cause I was replacing a battery on a C10, uh, three different sets of keys. And, uh, and then my phone is always in my pocket, but it's getting charged right now. So that's why I like the Dickies. Cause I can side saddle one oh, of those yeah. sons of bitches and I can freaking yeah. throw a, a wrench or a socket in one. And then, <laughs> and then I'm always worried cause I throw my phone in and I crack the screen cause there's a set of keys or some freaking quarter 20 bolt or some shit in there. And I'm like, why is that in there? And then I throw it on my little bowl in my closet. And then my wife's like, why do you, Bring all that shit in. Take, you know, my What's wife's that? awesome. She doesn't bitch about shit, but sometimes she's like, take that stuff and put it in the shop. You don't need that stuff in here. But. Before you know it, you get assemble like an entire car with the hardware <laughs> that you accumulate on your dresser. 
you go to your bolt bin and you're like, oh, I don't have it in my bolt bin. Oh, and you're know. like, I got, yeah, a, go yeah, the I got a quarter 20 socket head sitting on my, yeah. I remember yeah, it sitting exactly on, the, yeah, on my nightstand. Yeah. I'm going to go grab that. What's your favorite car movie and why? Well, it's one of my top five favorite movies is Days and Confused. And then Ooh. there's a C10 in there, obviously that black C10, but that's that's one of my top five, uh, top 10 movies. I just love the, just all of it. So yeah. Why, why just, I think I grew up in the wrong time. I, I think going back into the, I didn't, I'm happy with when I grew up, I, I love it and relish it. And, and I think we're in that time of looking back and thinking about how good we did have it. I have my 30 year reunion coming up, which is crazy. Wow. Um, but, but I think, I think I just look back and think that, I don't know however old I was and that, that movie took place in 77 in theory. And I just remember those times and I grew up in it. So, you know, little known fact, you guys not, might not realize this, but I think my audience does, but I grew up in a little dinky town. It's called Laurel, Montana, and it's outside of Billings. And then we moved to Phoenix when I was uh, just before our seventh grade. So I went from, dude, you have no idea. You know, I, I go from to, to Arizona. I, I have a, a story called the OP story. And so in 1986, OP was the hottest thing in the world in Montana, right? You're talking about Ocean moved, Pacific? Yeah, yeah Ocean oh, Pacific, yeah. right? So Kmart, you know, whatever, wherever you're going to buy these Daisy Duke freaking short, Neon. freaking shorts. I'm talking like freaking way up there like that shit, right? So you got you got these OPs. Well, I show up to school. We just moved. My mom says, here's some money, 50 bucks. I don't know whatever it was at the time. And she's, you know, I find this place called Miller's Outpost. And I'm like, this is the greatest place ever. They got Levi 501s. They got OPs. They got McGregor. They got all that cool shit, right? I didn't know what Jimmy Z gotcha town and country. I didn't know any of that. I show up to school. I'm wearing ASIC shoes. Like I freaking just walked out of you know, red Dawn, the freaking, uh, I'm just like, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm four years behind, if not six years behind. I'm like, I'm an idiot. My mom's like too bad, dude, figure it out. Cause you spent all your money, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I mowed some lawns. I did whatever I had to do. Cause I had to get some cool clothes and I was, I was behind, but I figured out real quick why shit was on sale at Miller's outpost. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you, the, the dazed and confused reference is awesome because his high school reunion is he's coming up on his 30th. We just came up on my 20th and everybody, we grew up on that movie as well. And it's funny. You've got like, he probably grew up like he was more in touch with like Wooderson and Benny and all those dudes. And I was like, Mitch Kramer, we were coming up, you know, the, we were the yeah. young, the the young kids coming up into the years did you have, man. I don't know, four. <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead but yeah, that movie, that was like a massive generation change. Like it changed the lives of multiple generations. It was cool. Cool movie. Even cooler. Yeah, Benny. Well, what's that? Is Rip. Oh yeah. And Yellowstone. Oh which yeah. You're drinking, yeah. aren't you? Is that, is that what you're drinking? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got some Yellowstone. Isn't yeah. that crazy? He was cool as yeah. fuck back the then. Fucking badass. Yeah, he was so badass. Now he was in, uh, I think, Goodwill Hunting too, right? Cole Hauser, I think he's I buddies with all those guys. I think he was in Goodwill Hunting too. He was in a few of those those shows, and I didn't even real, I didn't even realize. And, and somebody's like, "That's Cole Hauser," and you're like, "Oh shit, it is." Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Rip's a badass. He does a good job. Yeah. Definitely. I think too, Jeremy. You think about it, like, like you look at it, and depending on the stage, because we look at it as both being both the young kids or the older kids, you know, I mean, 
it's just a, it's just like, I think that's why it resonates so, so strongly. It's like at whatever point, maybe you, for you guys, cause you watched it younger. But for me, I was in that middle where I, I remembered being the younger kid and getting picked on because I was younger. I had older brother, two older cousins. And, uh, and yeah, they would hold me down and beat the shit out of me type stuff. Uh, and you know, I was a smart ass. I'm still am. So I'd be talking <laughs> shit the whole time <laughs> and I was pretty fast. I was pretty fast. So I could get away most of the time, but once they yeah. got me, you know, um, but then I knew I could talk shit too, because I had older brother and cousins as well to other people. So that, and I, again, I grew up in a small town. We're talking 6,000 people before I moved to Arizona. But uh, yeah, I remember being the young kid and then I remember being the, you know, the older version. So, so I, that must be why I like that movie so much off topic, but uh, touching on the OP clothing, where's all the inspiration for all the uh, badass C10 talk gear and merch come from. You always have cool, fresh shit. Yeah. You've got the gear, man. I dig all your shirts. Your stuff's rad. Well, I thank you. I think a lot of it's just my brain, you know, and, and here, here's where I get into trouble. And sometimes my wife, is when you have a graphic artist as a wife, if I think it, then I can see, I got to see it. And so I'll think it and I go downstairs and I go into her office and the house and I say, Hey, put this on, put this on ink. I got to see this, man. I want to see what this looks like. And sometimes we hit it out of the park and sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes you, you just never know. Sometimes you come up with something super cool. My, my problem from an actual business perspective is you guys want to make money, keep it to three colors, maybe four. Sometimes <laughs> I come up and I'm like, oh no, it's got to be 10 colors because that that's me, right? I'm 85 iron on OP, oh, yeah. freaking hazard, all that shit. <laughs> so I want all these colors. And and she's like, you can't have nine colors, dude. Like it's too much. And I'm like, no, you got, we got to have. And then we get to the show and I walk around and I see these guys. It's so funny. They, they're wearing the Wooler shirt that's got like a silhouette of a C10 and and, and don't get me wrong. We sell our shirts. We do fine. But when I factor in that I had, you know, nine, 10, 11 colors, it's like, my wife's like, you idiot. And I'm like, nah. So I told her now, I said, don't ever let me do more than five colors. Really narrowing it down there from nine to five. Yeah. That's good stuff, Dude, man. I uh, it's crazy. Note, one of your stickers is still probably one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. The rear view of the square body, oh, and yeah. then you sold the uh, the axle separately, so you can yeah. have it lifted, you can have it lowered. I got a couple of those for my son, and then I got home and I refused to give them to him because I knew he was going to start taking somewhere stupid. I'm guilty <laughs> yeah, of playing yeah, with yeah. those too quite uh, a bit. I showed my wife like, check it out, lifted, lowered, lifted, lowered. <laughs> it was like Wayne's World, camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. Well, and that that blue and white truck looks just like your truck, so that works out. And and the reason why that came is because I got so tired of everybody bitching about why don't you why do why are they all slammed why are they like that and i'm like all right i got this we'll design a freaking axle you can make it how big you want or no axle or you could slam it i don't care you can do whatever you want and i love the kids i love that the kids like it and when we have shows we kill it on stickers we sell a ton of stickers but i love giving those stickers out to kids too because we got to catch those kids somehow if we don't catch them now we're never going to catch them and we're fighting a lot of pokemon and you know which Warcraft and battle of this and battle of that. And we're fighting it all. So my, my son loves him. He's got, like, there's a whole mess of them. He's got them all. And he, he loves them. That's yeah, cool. That was, yeah, I'll send you guys idea. some more. Sweet. I do need, I need, I need to get some updated, some OBS stuff. I, I have a few, uh, 
you know, OBS. That was that was one that we did, for example, that probably didn't sell near near as well as I thought it would. We did an OBS called the uh, Eruption Shirt. So it was kind of a tribute. Obviously, Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen literally dies. And I'm like, okay, we got to do like a eruption OBS shirt. So it's probably, again, five colors because I told her to try to keep me at five. But it doesn't it doesn't kill it by any means, you know. So depends on the demographic. I mean, I'm a, I am always telling my wife, I'm like, all right, so I'm this super like white guy that watched MTV and, you know, tech mobile and Mike Tyson's punch out and whatever. So I always have to get other people to see what they think. Cause I'm like, would well, you buy this? And sometimes they're like, nah, that's dumb. You're like, all right, go back to that 24 hour, 48 hour test. <laughs> we should have given the 24, 48 hour test to the RS tank tops. Don't you think? I think they did the two year test. They, they, still still haven't sold. Sold. they sold out in 48 hours. So. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. It was it was a hit. We, for anybody listening, we we had uh, Jeremy had. I'll go ahead. And, I'll blame it on you. We were working out several years ago. It's probably three years ago. We wanted we wanted RS tank tops. We wanted in some, the worst way. We wanted some really badass RS tank tops. And so we were we're lifting and we're working out. We're designing this tank top like that day, you know. And it's got to be like old school, like. Pal Peralta, Vans, like Skull, like all the colors. And so like that was that morning, that afternoon we had a design and it was shipped off to get printed, right? And so we're getting them on tank tops. So those come in and Phil's, Phil's like, that's the stupidest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh, those it. are never going to sell. How many do you get? Like, oh, only just like a few, just for like me a, and Jeremy. Like a few hundred, <laughs> a few hundred dozen. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be home in a little bit, yeah. man. Yeah. We've got fucking just sleeveless shop rags for yeah. days. Uh, I like them. I still have, like, I have a full drawer full. It's a great tank top. Yeah. yeah. I get compliments on it all if the time. If anybody wants From each other. Well, if everybody, if anybody yeah. wants one, we might be able Maybe to find like one. Or, we can look, or yeah, we can look and see, but there yeah. could be a few to be had. Yeah, that, that one should have got the 48 hour test for sure. Put me down for an XL. You got on, it, dude. You got it. I'll, you hey, I'll, I'll see if we have one. I'm not sure, but if we do, <laughs> yeah. it's coming see, what, see if you find one, if you still, now if I get it, it's got a couple oil spots. I'll take it, dude. It's totally fine. It was, you know, somebody checked the oil with it and you're like, no, no, I need that one. I need to send it to Ronnie. Oh, that's oh, great. Man, 48 hour great. test, man. I tell you what. Yeah. Save us some money. Yeah. You got to send for you guys out there. I don't know. Maybe when you go to Columbus, Columbus and it's hotter as hell or you go to Iowa, but out here, you know, we get, we can get nine, 10 months out of wearing a tank top, you know, now that must be yes. nice. for yeah. your wife or for you. Either way, man, whatever my dude, seriously. So my neighbor's from Minnesota two two houses down that son of a bitch. I give him so many of my shirts. Cause I get people who send me the, the old, the old uh, Gildan six point, whatever. Right. Uh, and once you go soft, you, you oh, don't you really never go back. You don't really want to go back. Yeah. I don't want to have a freaking sleeve that like goes like that. And I feel like I'm yep. back in football practice and they're heavy. <laughs> so he loves that shit because he's, uh, he, we're the, we're the exact same age. I think we graduated the same year. We just meet each other. He's from Minnesota. He cuts off his sleeves on everything he wears, man. The and old, he's the old sleeve monster gets he's him. Got a, he's got a beard. <laughs> He's got a beard and he's freaking just old school, dude. And I'm like, we're the same age, bro. And he just cuts his sleeves off, walks around like almost like he's like Hulk Hogan. And he's his not. His name I'll Glenn you, he's not. 
No, no, he's not. Oh, it's so funny. So obviously, as a kid, somebody, everybody, all the dads were were uh, sleeveless or something, some somewhere somehow. Because we even, my wife and I, even kind of joke about it. You know, we're like, "Hey, you gonna give that shirt to you know, give me that shirt to Todd." <laughs> Todd, like, yeah. Todd, great name too. Uh, Todd. Todd, good dude, good dude. But uh, <laughs> I think his town—he he jokes. He goes, "Oh, you grew up in town of six thousand. I think he had like three hundred in his town, some little farming community in Minnesota." But there you go. You guys wow. need to ship all that shit out here. Absolutely, send it. Well, Ronnie, it's been it's been a blast. Seriously, got a. We didn't really like touch on any real topic, but we just yeah, like we talked about trucks. And I'm, trends no, I'm and- not in a bad way. Like that was just an actual conversation i just looked down i thought it was like 15 minutes into it and i realized we've gone on you know over an hour that's a that's because we're just normal guys having a conversation so how do we yeah. do being the uh the expert there did the students I, I think, become the master well, first of all you got it made because you got three of you so so the odds you are the conversation is always going to be yeah. good it's kind of like selling tank tops it's going to be good each other so like oh no i sold this many it's like you know going door to door we're like why why is jeremy selling those tank tops over there we didn't sell any <laughs> like, tank he doesn't tops. want phil to find out about it or whatever but yeah so i think uh, i think uh i think you guys did a great job yeah. Well, thanks, dude. It's it's always good catching up, man. Good hanging out. How's racing pacing doing? He's a pain in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you getting yeah. him up? You getting him up on time? You getting him a good no, alarm so, clock? So that's that's good. So for the audience, uh, it's my son. He's uh, soon to be twenty, and he had the just fortunate, uh, you know, ability or opportunity to go out at RS and hang out for a few months. Smart kid. He's, you know, obviously crypto is a big thing for kids now. So the crypto, this crypto, that, but he moved out. So him and four buddies by rented a house or renting a house and they're not really close. So, so he gets a little bit more freedom than, than dad probably would like. But the other day I bought tickets because I didn't go to LST, which I normally do. And going back to, you know, being a kid in Arizona, we, uh, at one point we must've went to the, the NHRA drags. I think they said it's their 35th year or 36th year or something. So the winter nationals or whatever they call it. And I just remember going, I thought it was so cool. And I'm like, I'm going to take my kids. If I don't go to LST, right. I'm going to take my kids. I want to take them. So I, I'm like, Hey, text him. Hey, you want to go to this? Yeah, I'd love it. You know, like he, something for him. I was like, Oh shit. He's excited about this. He's like, are you top, top fuel? Like, I'm there. Right. I'm like, all right, I'll buy you a ticket. Well, tickets are not cheap by any means. So I buy tickets for his two sisters and him and myself. I say, okay, I'm getting off work that morning. The all nighter I just talked about. I'm like, Hey, meet me over here. So you don't have to pay for parking, jump in the truck. All right. I'm on my way. I didn't see him the whole day. <laughs> Slept through the drag I was, like, I was so pissed, man. I was like, dude, I mean, as pissed as I could be, because I'm like, whatever, dude, I'm at the drags with my kids, my girls. For, for me, the reason why I was mad because I'm like, dude, he would have fun. I don't know if he just fell back asleep, didn't wake up, smoking a doobie with his buddies. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. But you're just like, as a parent, you're like, I hope he's okay. And uh, yeah, I'll see you this weekend or whenever I do, because I think he's coming out this weekend. But do, do you yeah. think he retained any skills from his internship here at the Roadster Shop? He's the one and only, and he's his old man's pretty cool. So he hooked him up with this internship. For those listening, we uh, we took on uh, Ronnie's kid, Payson, for what was it like two and a half months or something like that? Yeah, summer. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we, we put his ass to work, made a man out of him and gave him a little bit of everything to do here and made him a fabricator. And uh, I thought the kid did a great job. He, he likes to sleep, but he got his ass up every morning and, and got and got to work. But I think that's what he's dealing with now. So he got a job at Boeing and uh, he's doing the second shift. So he goes in at like and, and I hope he's still there, but he got a job at like I think he goes at like two thirty and he starts at three thirty and he gets off at two, three in the morning. Right. And goes works out. Well, there's times where when he was living here, I was like, dude, you're going to get up, right? Like you've got, and then I'm like, eventually I'm like, all right, I'm done. You got to learn on your own. Right. And he is the absolute, which I'm, which is a good thing. Right. But he is the absolute, you know, cut my nose off despite my face. I'm so prideful. And then he only is going to learn the hard way. And I've, we've had discussions, you know, raising him with his, with his mom, because his mom's a little nicer than his dad. And so it's just like, it's just, my wife says it perfect. She says, if I was like you, our kids would all be dead. And, and, and it's a good back to that yin and that yang, you know? And uh, I'm just like, dude, get your ass out of bed, you know? And eventually you're just like, no, nah, I'm not getting him up. No, don't get him up. Let him, let him figure it out. So yeah, he'll learn the hard way. I feel like with Payson, he's the kind of kid where, It'll be funny, you know, as an older, you know, 65, whatever, looking back, because he'll be the one who stumbles on something, makes something, invent something, because he's smart as can be, and he's very mechanical. It's just putting it all together nice. and getting getting him off video games. Just got to find his calling. Yeah. Phil and I had this discussion. You're fighting, you're fighting those damn video games, and I, I don't blame them. I mean, I played all kinds of video games, and they sucked. Think about how cool they are now. These people think they're actually like... You know, they're, they're doing it. They're like living. I mean, there was times where jokingly now it's kind of funny. He had a better setup than I do for freaking podcasting. He's got this mic and he's, and he's yelling and cussing and dude, we're trying to watch a movie. And I, I, I'm like, I get up and I'm like, go into his room. I'm all dude, shut up. Like, like you're, (laughs) you're, I can hear everything you're saying to, you know, Tommy in Tennessee. Like shut your pie hole, you know, and, and uh, freaking he didn't shoot him right, you know, or whatever. And you're like, calm down. So, yeah. and my son turned eight in February, and uh, we got him uh, some car game for Xbox, and it wouldn't load, wouldn't load, and he was like hysterical in tears, like he wanted to play this game. He's like, well, can I get Fortnite and download it? I'm like, right, yeah, fine, you know, make you happy. We downloaded Fortnite. Haven't seen him since. It's just gone. <laughs> Yeah. I've got a unique yeah. situation on my end. My son, he only plays Forza, and the only reason that he plays it is to build the cars. So he will spend hours and hours and hours, and he mimics all the roadster shop cars. So he'll like stare at our website, and this kid, he's like, he's he could be the next Chip Foose. He's down there, and I'll I'll walk down. And he's like all pissed off because he can't get the back tire to tuck as much as he wants, it looks stupid and he can't get enough dish on the back wheels and they only have old school looking wheels and he wants something a little more racy because he's trying to make the rampage Camaro or he wants to add this like diffuser and, and he makes every car and he, he titles them all RS Wyatt on the, on the, on the back <laughs> license plate. And I didn't know about this for a while. I go down, he's got like dozens of cars and his, his uncle, you know, Lindsay's brother, Kyle, he's a master of Forza. So he gets like, wins shit tons of money. So then they'll, he'll like help him out and like sell cars or 
do whatever to give him the money to build these. He just sits down there, designs and builds cars. So that's kind of cool. He's got the sickness. Maybe we should get him to play Fortnite or do do something no, different. No, no, that's you know he's an anomaly. Keep that yeah. going. I think for us, you know, and and Phil and I talked about this, but you got to provide that opportunity for kids because it's they're so easily you know that why it got into that. That's but we got you got to keep that going to make sure he can he he's got the she can come down to the shop he can start welding because otherwise his you know the ADD and the distraction and it's oh, like yeah. oh I got something shiny over here and and don't uh, oh yeah and there I mean eventually girls will come into the you know maybe I mean hopefully but. Yeah. Or boys, whatever. I don't care. Everybody happy. I don't care. But but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, I think that that's where one of the things going back to our, our show, we're going to have the the local high school kids, you know, come out or get, let them do an award and, and see what's, you know, Hey, you guys pick what's your top set up a booth because if you don't, you know, then, then they're just distracted by all the other shit going on in the world. And, and uh, I think sometimes with social media, they think, oh, I can just get that truck, you know, and it's going to happen in six months. And you're like, no, nah, it's not. So you got to, you got to, you know, just because you can build it on the internet that fast doesn't mean it's really going to happen. And then they get discouraged. So, so we got, our job is to keep, keep pumping that, keep pumping those dreams, oh, yeah. you know, he, keep, he, keep helping those kids. He knows how long they take because he'll come by the shop. We do like a weekly walkthrough and he'll come by the shop and he'll look at something and be like, Dad, what's the deal with this thing? This car has been here forever. It looks like nothing's gotten done. Like, dude, like, the fuck chill out. out. Like, we're this, this, this shit break. takes a long time. Like, <laughs> got supply chain issues, don't you know? Like, yeah, COVID and then I'm thinking to myself, and... I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to get moving them. This kid's gonna think like his old man's a loser that we're not getting stuff done. He's the toughest critic. Well, you guys want to come up, you guys want to, if you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing. And you, obviously if you have any questions, anytime, if I can help, but yeah, I mean, I sure, think, man. uh, you know, we'll get, if you guys ever want to do something where we get you on and, and, and kind of drill the the three of you, and then you yeah. guys can put that on. Cause I think, I think the key is, is your audience wants to know certain things too. So listen to your audience. And that's the biggest thing is like, I'm always telling my audience, Hey, what do you want to hear? What do you want to, you know, what, what's, what's, uh, what are you seeing? What are you smelling? What do you, what's going on in your world? And how can we bring that on onto the forefront? Cause sometimes it's hard to keep up. And there's sometimes where people are like, well, you didn't know about that. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. I'm actually, you know, doing what I'm doing here. And I didn't realize it. And so having that, having those people out there that'll, you know, report back to central ops to let you guys know, and you guys have a good, you know, a good pulse on it when you think about the movement of the vehicles and everything else. And, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot going on over there at RS. So you guys are, you guys are doing it. It's just uh, one more thing, just keeping up with everything. I got to bridge the, uh, the hot rod community and the truck community. I feel like the hot rod guys kind of cross over to the truck guys, but the truck guys are pretty strict in their lane. That's a Do great you point. You're hundred percent correct. I mean, I loved like getting the different like hot rod magazines and looking at that because I think we see the same flavor flav all the time in the seat in the truck world, if you will. So I like looking at some of that stuff, but yeah, that you're That's a great point. It's the hot rod community. I, I mean, and I, Tim Strange just comes to mind because I think he's, you know, he does have some hot rod community, but he uh, does build some trucks too. So I look at that. So, so somebody like that might be a good, when you look at like the crossover, but I think, I, and I don't think it's meant to be snobby. I think it's meant to be like, dude, we have so much variety and we love our trucks and, and the hot rod 
I, I like what hot rodders do about building hot rods, meaning that they they come up with solutions. I think the Mopar guys, the Dodge guys, and even some of the Ford guys have to do more of that than the C10 guys because we're so spoiled. But I think that I think that I like that lineage of the hot rod where they, you know, hot rodders figured shit out and they made shit. Um, that's one thing that as we kind of get into the newer, younger kids, they're not having to do as much of that, you know, fabricate, come up with machine, uh, old school, hot rod, you know, parts and different things. So that's, that's, it's a good point. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Fun segment. Bridge the gap. Yeah. We should do that. The trucks are a great, like entry drug. I think especially with all the patina and stuff, you can really get into something a whole lot easier. Don't have to go through, like you said, paint jail and, Upholstery oh, jail yeah. and all that stuff, yeah, and from, you can get from, on the road a lot quicker. From a budget standpoint, too, because snagging a yeah, you're not a buying a square body versus a sixty-nine Camaro. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. Well, and that's where minis came around, right? So guys could get into minis. You know, they get into those little Isuzu pups and those Mazdas and those all those little Toyota and all those trucks back then. You could get into those things and hack them up and have fun with them. And then shop trucks, shit, the hot rodders had the coolest shop trucks of all, right? Because they had cool trucks. And and then, you know, the, the quote unquote Boyd style where it was like, oh, we got these rims, throw those on the shop truck. And then you're like, before you know it, you're like, I like the shop truck better than I like the shit we're building. <laughs> You know, and then that's just the evolution of it. So Absolutely. it's cool. Well, sweet, man. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be able to reach out and do some type of cross collaboration here in the future. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll definitely, uh, you know, spread the word, spread the love, and then let everybody know, hey, I was on the oil and whiskey pod For sure. with, uh, with the boys. And then, and then that will, you know, and I mean, this is a little different because a lot of times for me, people, when I'm a, a guest, it's kind of some of the same type of questions, whereas this is a little bit more, more of like a round table. And uh, I think, I think our audience, my audience for sure will, will enjoy it. So I'll send awesome, them your way. Yeah, well, we were trying to think of questions to ask you. And then I went on your uh, Instagram last night and it was just your stories were ask me anything like, well, shit, that kind of covered anything we were going <laughs> to ask. So quick pivot and uh, change gears. Yeah, there's always something though. You guys, uh, you guys, you know, that's one thing that I find, uh, and maybe it's because of my job, but, but, uh, because we've branched out to so many different podcasts that are underneath us, the guys are always like, what questions? And, and, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm uh, a questionnaire machine. I can come up with questions on the fly pretty quick and I'll get into my iPhone notes, write them up. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to get these notes over to, you know, Chuck, he's got an interview in 20 minutes. And sometimes I'm like, you know, you could have hit me up like in the last three days when we knew we were going to interview you know, this guy, we're going to, we're going to interview Jeremy from the roaster shop. You could have hit me up, but like in classic guy fashion, last minute, what do you think? What should I ask him? Like you dumbass. Ooh, I got one actually. Um, a guy, we'll call him a uh, cam Sastranova. Uh, <laughs> he, he wanted to, uh, shed some light on how you got pink eye during SEMA this year. Ooh, that's a good one. That was the, not this year. That was probably about, uh, how many years ago was that? I'm going to say that's about five years ago. And Does ironically, it have anything enough, to do with the spearmint rhino. No. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Then. Okay. That's funny that you say this question because Sam probably doesn't know that I still have this little guy. <laughs> so as you can see for the audience, I'm holding up a little Squidward that I kept and it's a little bendy Squidward. And one day, Sam, my buddy, Cam Stastronova, he, uh, <laughs> he was like made a little angry face. 
And I think Joe Yezzy posted it in a group text and there was this little angry face and my brain and my mind, I usually so like, like one of the things I'm known for at work is if, if, if you don't have a nickname, by the time you leave my truck, you'll have a nickname. So I, I see this. I'm like, dude, I think Sam looks like angry Squidward, right? Sam word. <laughs> so, so I bought a handful of the guys in this group text, these little Squidward dolls. So, um, and then I, they all had them. So then they would post like, for example, in their, their little kid's dollhouse with Sam word. And, uh, he did not like that. And, and I don't think that's, he's, I think he's got pretty thick skin. So to get back at myself, um, he and his buddy, Rob, which you guys are probably all know, Rob, black Rob, uh, they, they, uh, they raided our room at SEMA. And there was parts of Rob that were not clothed. And then we probably, we probably went back to bed and then they didn't, they, and then they didn't uh, reveal until probably on our way home uh, that uh, we had slept on sheets that, you know, maybe those pillows, maybe those pubes on our, on our pillows weren't, weren't from us, but uh, yeah, we, Hey, the bottom line is I tell guys all the time, I sleep with nine other dudes. There's not much you're going to get me. Uh, you're going to get me on, but uh, yeah, I'd say Sam and my pink eye, it'll pop up every now and then. So there's some pictures uh, of that situation, but uh, I, I kind of feel like in that, did Sam win or Rob or, you know, did they win? They probably won that that battle, but but when you think about a little doll making somebody so mad, I was like, oh dude, I got you good. <laughs> I think I took one of these and I put it in his truck and I put it like so it was like on the cigarette lighter sitting there and he got in his truck and it obviously struck a bone. But uh, yeah, they got me. So I I got pink eye every now and then. You never know when it's gonna <laughs> when it's gonna flare up. <laughs> But it's gonna flare up. Uh, you gotta do like, some Squidward little, shirts or something. If your wife's a graphic designer, Photoshop dude, that shit I, I everywhere. Kinda, I kind of, I because I think it kind of got to him. I kind of said, okay, I'm gonna lay low. But ironically enough, I've keep this little guy in my. Now I think even one of them had a little S, like kind of like Bert and Ernie. It had a little S. I put a little. I took a little sharpie and I put a little S on there, and I still have it. I still have my my OG to this day. So. Yeah, maybe I just don't want to let go a little, a little Sam word, my buddy. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's a funny one. There's all kinds of those things that go on when you, when you think about another one, that's really good uh, on the way to some of these different shows that we do because you're driving for days with buddies or they're falling asleep is you always want to get a real good picture of them while they're just gorked out eh, while they're sleeping in your truck. And then you just kind of hold those for blackmail because you never know what you're going to get. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got Chris, our graphic designer. Uh, he's gotten mature in his age. Yeah, unfortunately, we all have. But there's some. There's a pretty good database. Yeah, of pictures of our heads on various different lower sections, <laughs> doing yeah. different things, and yeah, yeah. Photoshop's a Photoshop's it's a wonderful. A, thing. It is a phenomenal tool. Yeah, it is. You can make what you can do with that. You can make somebody swear that they were like, that's not me. It's like, no, it looks just like you. So uh, (laughs) a lot of fun with that. But, but that's, if you think about in the spirit of it all, really think about how much fun it is to have good dudes who you can, you know, screw around with. And that's, that's something that I've always told people is I'm really blessed because I get a fraternity at work. And then I have a, I'm lucky to have a fraternity of guys that I grew up with. I still hang out with them. We just went to Mexico together two weeks ago. 
and then uh, and then I got my truck buddies. So so we're lucky to have a, a great group of guys. You know, surround yourself with people. And when you think about what Josh even said, it's like you're in the moment now, and you don't even realize it. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. that's awesome. Ronnie Wetch into dudes, into dudes. You heard uh, it firsthand. Fine by from me the, from man. the horse's I'm mouth. Me. Yep, nine. Other, I sleep with nine of them. So uh, come on over anytime you guys want to join us at the station. We always uh, we're always ready for you. It Just, sounds hot. <laughs> Just uh, just realize if you go home crying, I don't want to hear about it. It gets lonely over there, I'll bet. I don't want you casting your buddy's butt on my pillow because you couldn't handle it yourself. <laughs> uh, appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Seriously. It's been, been a great one. For sure. All right. Hope to Keep see you again soon. Work. Thanks, dude. Keep up the good work, man. If I need, if you can do it, if I can do anything, let me know. Awesome, appreciate buddy. It. Same here. Thanks, dude. Later, dude. All right, it's time for the glove box where we tell you about some of the cool new gear, guns, EDC shit, whiskey, and stuff we're into. All right, guys, what do we have this week? What do we have? What are we drinking? What are we doing? What are we drinking? What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking an Elijah Craig toasted barrel. Limited release? Maybe? Limited? Question Maybe mark? put a question mark in the teleprompter. Let me see that. I need it is a, a little top off, actually. It's quite nice. It is good. What uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Toasted Barrel, 94 Proof. The first, the first sip, I didn't know if I was going to like it. It was a little... A little hot on the first sip. A little, little hot on the first sip and a little bit toasted. But let that sit for a second, and I, and I, I do enjoy it. It's quite nice. I give it a, uh, I give it a six 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 point six on a one to ten. That's my review, my ranking. Good flavor, smooth. I'm gonna go six point seven five. Mm. I was I'm a six seven on it. I like it. It drinks like a ninety four proof. I don't think it burns. I enjoy it. Solid. Good review. Muchos buenos. Yeah. Go if you can find it. Pick up some Elijah Craig toasted barrel. What do you have in your pockets, Jeremy? Tonight, what do, I have? what do you have in your pocket? So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of the same. We have. I'm a I'm a sucker for these uh, the style blade. You know, anything blade? that's like yeah, a like cleaver, Tonto that style blade. This is, I think it's Kaiser. Kaiser Sose. Well, you and I. This is on our annual trip to Smoky Mountain Knife Works. In Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Is that a Kaiser or Artisan Cutler? No, Kaiser. Is it a Kaiser? Yeah. With and your uncle? <laughs> perfect little size, good snapper, fits in the fits in the pocket nicely. And uh I don't think it's anything like high end, probably hundred dollar knife, nothing like a benchmade or a microtech or anything like that. But uh good smooth solid operate. little knife. I like it. Got a little bit of blue anodizing on. That's what gets me. It's yeah, the contrast. It's the, it's the details. You got that nice little uh, phenolic. Is that what you said? It reminds me of a carb spacer. Yeah. You know, back as a young boy when I always wanted to buy the phenolic carb spacer from G10 on from, there. from Summit, you know? Yeah. So this thing's pretty rad. Um, beyond that, we got the old money clip. And, you know, I did so what something interesting with the old dad wallet. I decided to rocking that as usual. You know, still trying to turn my spine into a question mark or a corkscrew. But what I did do is spend about 30 seconds and I I rid my rid ridded? 
purged purged my wallet of four different hotel room keys that were in there <laughs> from the hacienda courts yeah in temecula various hotel rooms over the past four or five months so makes a difference it makes a huge difference i purged um, i purged last weekend as well so that's that and i'll tell you what's different this week is that due to this unseasonably warm weather i have transitioned my shop keys from my jacket pocket into my pants pocket. That's a tough move. And I'm, I'm struggling with it as well. I'll tell you what, if you want to compliment your dad wallet nicely, you go with a set of custodian keys, my friend. <laughs> because that is another one that I went through this recently. And this key ring probably had about 75 to 240 keys <laughs> on it. And I had keys from toolboxes that I had as a child padlocks on the doors of our previous shop. So I got rid of all those and uh, yeah, I got some neat Down to things. the bare minimum. Yeah, I got some neat things on the key ring that are been on there forever. My Camaro keychain that I have had since I was 16 years old. It is extremely weathered and there she blows. It is that still same there. same keychain since 16, really? Still there in my pocket. Been in my pocket every day or jacket pocket. Since I was 16 years old, it since lost the little leather uh, backer. That's like your typical thing you pick. It's, it's something. Like a, it's like a truck stop. You can't item. hold on. You can't hold on to an email I send you in the <laughs> I know, morning. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what else is neat. Yeah, we'll get into. Uh, yeah, it could be a tearjerker, a sentimental thing. But the other neat thing that is on the key ring is you'll see a sliver of a snap-on wrench right there about a two-inch section of a snap-on wrench, and it's missing the box end and the open end. So this is a wrench that uh, I got a snap-on wrench set for my birthday when I was nine years old for my grandfather. And I managed to keep that wrench set my entire life through my entire professional career and never lost the 10-millimeter wrench. Can you believe that? Through the body shop, business i mean using the 10 millimeter wrench daily is that the 10 millimeter that's the 10 millimeter wrench so what i did is i cut open end and the box end off my son has the box end that is on a little keychain on his backpack and the open end is in the ocean at with my dad when we spread his ashes wow. there's the open end so there's damn each end of the wrench and smack dab in the middle is this snap on 10 millimeter. And as cool as it is being a sentimental thing, I'm more impressed that I kept that 10 millimeter wrench for all these years. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. That was a, that's, that's fucking awesome. So that's what's in my pockets well, today. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, uh, Phil, what's in your pockets? The same bench made bailout knife that I carry every day. That's your, that's your favorite. That's a, right that's now, a go to. Yeah. It's a good I like knife. to stick with one and it's a slim it's easy. It's always carry. there. You just throw it back in your pocket. Very slim, lightweight. It's got that cool kind of talking about a Cerakote, but it almost looks like a sandblasted finish on it. Durable, use it for a pry bar, whatever. Just works. Not flashy. We're gonna see how it works on I'm gonna cut you with it. We should oh, just knife yeah. fight. That should be like a part of this <laughs> segment. An awesome episode. Just to see. You know? We're, yeah. We've got we've got a self defense dummy for okay. the new studio. We're gonna check out, see how if deep, it will kill. Yeah, see if it'll kill. See how deep these things will cut. Could we get like a hog leg and just start slicing through it? Yeah, we're gonna get all kinds of stuff. 
You got to start mixing. I'm up. usually the voice of reason. But you and think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that means it's that that means it's a fucking awesome that's idea. Great yeah. Good idea. What uh, else are you packing over there? Um uh, that's it. I got a, a new wallet. Yeah, you showed me that. Nope, this is another one because that one that sucked. Was, when, you showed, when you were trying to demonstrate it, we both I got realized a cool how big a piece of crap it was. <laughs> I've been fighting for a while. Uh, got this cool handmade leather one that took like six weeks to get, and then it turned out kind of sucking. Then I got this cool Ben Sherman one that was like a neat uh, plaid, but you couldn't get a card out of it to save your life. Yeah. So I bought four on Amazon. Well, that's your problem. You're shopping for a wallet on Amazon. There's nothing else out there. Oh, yeah. There's wallets out there. You need like I something else. I went one. through I like three, four months ago before I bought that last one. I spent hours on Instagram looking through everything I could find. Couldn't find shit. So I got this little guy. It's a fucking piece of shit. It's $10, but... You put that away. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Put that back in your pocket. I don't want to. It's very slim. Handles all the credit cards. <laughs> you know what we need to do? And I tried. I went down this road and we just kind of lost touch. But you guys follow uh, Hicks, Hicks Design. Yeah. So that's a dude that started in the hot rod industry that now does some really bitching leather products. So I reached out to him and I think it was probably like maybe shrugged me off because it was he's doing some really cool stuff. And here I am asking for like a one off, like single customer. You know who's wallet. rocking the Hicks wallet, don't you? John Jackson, nonstop. No shit. He even posted it up. Oh, he's rocking dude. the fr- a Hicks in a front wall in a front pocket. Yeah, he with sent his me a text. Want to know if it's okay Man, to so, rock a front wall so because dude, he drives sixty nine thousand miles. Yeah, I, questionable. I hit uh, Hicks up. I DM'd him like two years ago. So, dude, I want like a custom wallet with an RS logo on it. Your stuff's bitching, and he responded, "Yeah, dude, let's do it. Get me the information." I think I. Went as far as sending the file and then just lost touch. Probably on me to stay, yeah, on, stay, stay reach, on it. But we, we should reach, reach out. There, out. He does some really cool stuff. Here was my plan with the uh, multiple Amazon purchases. I'm going to go with process of elimination. A lot of them had some cool shit. A lot of them didn't. Sure. Figure out all the things I liked. And then I'm going to call Carlson and have him make one. That's a pretty good idea. Dude, Carlson's going to put that like Southern Florida flair on it, though. You know, it's going to be made out of like Speedo material. I see. No, <laughs> it's going to have no trunk, though. Sorry. No, that's, that's Stingray. Yeah. That's got some Stingray gonna, in yeah, it. Little Stingray. There's going to be some lights in it, some little like LED lights or something on it. <laughs> oh, awesome. We'll get there, though. So, I think yeah, together, it's, we'll, it's a good we'll, idea. It's narrowing it down to. Find, I'll bring the other four in that okay. we can fight through them. Like yeah, that's all that's in my pocket. Let's try them out. I did have to same deal transition to the uh, the keys in the pocket. It's, it's tough, it isn't sucks. it? Sucks. I had a fit so. today. Actually, I had an <laughs> I'm sure you did. Dude, I had an appointment to go to, and I'm there with my wife, and I got to put my phone in my pocket. When you're sitting down, you can't put it in your back pocket. And I guess I get a little flack. You know, we've seen it on social media. Maybe my jeans are a little bit tighter than you know what some other people wear. Yeah, maybe. And men it's, wear. It's hard to fit shit in your pocket, so. Mm-hmm. You should get a purse. I said, My uh, wife like, wears tight jeans. Well, I'm having she a, has a purse. They make these fucking pockets are for children. So are the pants. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I didn't, he didn't come Damn out it. fast enough. Yeah, yeah you, that was a loft ball you, right there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to have to go back to if somebody's out there that can make a nice, like, slim fitting pair of cargos, maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe that's the pants. Be careful with the cargo. I keep a lot of shit in the pockets. You keep too many things on you. Honestly, you do. You need to separate. First of all, why are you carrying those keys on you at all times? They should be in your vehicle, right? And then only have your vehicle key. Only have your vehicle key. What is my vehicle? Well, there's everybody in this shop drives my vehicle. It's everybody's vehicle. That's a valid point. Valid point. All right, Josh, fire away. What do you got? What are you packing today? Uh, still rocking the. Um, I feel like Josh prepares for this. No, actually, yeah. I have, my my dad wallet after purging is still so big. I even took it off for. Oh, so you've just been purging as I well. I said it, now. yeah, and it's still it just doesn't get oh, small d- enough. A hand up, calling me. Yes, yeah, so you, Phil. I was telling my brother here. So when I emptied out my uh, former dad wallet, the wallet is like three inches thick Correct. by itself with yeah. nothing in it. The things aren't that. The, aren't, yeah. Things aren't the problem. It's, it's the wallet. It's half the problem. Well, you yes. know what else is a problem? Good guys, Rod and Custom Association. Their, their thickness of <laughs> well, their membership cards. They send There's like you, six of them. The, I, I feel like I get two to three cards a year. And obviously, I don't throw them away. So I have like good guys cards dating back to like 2001. You I should think. put those in like a scrapbook or something. Maybe. So I've got the dad wallet, leather wallet. I haven't I haven't found a replacement yet. I've, look, I've been searching nonstop. Um, then I've got Today I'm rocking the uh, Protec again. Protec Godfather, smooth uh, black handle. The yeah, oh, you, that you was your that. Yeah. yeah. You hear that? I know you heard. <laughs> that it. thing's got some yank to it. Yeah, and that's the uh, stiletto blade, rose gold, little little flashy, but uh, I'm. That's I, a, I rocked Microtech for a long time. A little cartel in you. That's a going out knife right there. I it talked is. about that earlier. It's a going and out. knife. You are overdressed today. I just like the knife so much. I like the snap when you when you pop it. That's one of those that it feels like it's going to cartwheel out of your hand. Though. You want to snap it? Yeah, give me here. You can snap that. Thing. Snap it. That other yeah. bench made that I had. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of knife. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of knife. Appreciate you letting me snap it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, how many people fired that bench made I had across the floor? That oh, automatic. Yeah, yeah that like, thing. Hey, careful. It's got a lot of pop. Ping, ting, ting, ting down the floor. <laughs> it ends up in somebody's calf. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, nice segue. Uh, talking about Benchmade. Uh, Benchmade has a couple of new drops. Talking about one that'll come out of your hands. They got the new Claymore uh, they're doing in a smooth blade. Um, that is an awesome knife. I didn't like it last year. I like the knife, but I didn't. I don't like a serrated blade. So they Ooh, just, I'm a serrated blade guy, too. We're, you and me both. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like a serrated blade. For a daily carry, a serrated blade is great because when you're cutting zip ties yeah, and yep, try, cut a zip tie with a with a dagger blade. Oh no, I don't cut zip ties with. You cut a you'll cut the zip tie and your hand. No, it's, I I use mine for surgical precision. I don't need anything. What kind of surgical precision are you doing? I mean, Removing any, splinters. Any type of <laughs> any type of surgical precision kills that I need to make. I mean, it's, <laughs> it just depends. On, uh, but so the Claymore is is got some serious power like you're talking about. But the two knives I wanted to talk about, they just dropped a couple of new ones um, that aren't even available yet. They just teased them out that they're going to be available in a few months. They've got the new uh, shootout. That's their new OTF uh, out the front automatic. That thing's badass. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, sick knife. I want that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yes. We sir. are purchasing those. We're going to need to try them out. So um, that'll be taken care of. But at, that the Tonto Blade... Uh, that gold finish, the black handle, uh, cool shape handle. Everything about that is a cool. Yeah, they nailed that, that one. That, ta- knife. that Tonto blade's yep. speaking to me. 
Yeah, I like that a lot. And then the uh, the other one is that new readout, and that is the the gray with the ODG um, waffle grip. Um, yep. There's just something I want to touch it. There's something about that that I want to hold in my hand and look. So, well, come on over here. <laughs> the knife, yeah, the knife that we're talking about. Yeah, of course. Anybody uh, listening, go check out the new shootout from Benchmade or the readout. Um, Another one to throw in there that yeah. I just got. Um, they have a whole new line of culinary knives. Who? Benchmade? Benchmade. Shit. Uh, no. I'm pulling that up right now. I got one to do a ton of barbecuing and always been struggling with the right knife. But then I saw those. They're just pretty badass looking. Does it hold an edge? It is the sharpest thing I've ever felt. Really? And it cut the shit out of my finger accidentally just like touching it. Do you get uh, like one fancy Damascus or? No, it's just straight. They got a few styles. Here it is. It's the meat crafter. <laughs> the meat crafter. I craft a lot of meat. You do. Phil makes some good meat. Phil, Phil knows how to handle some meat. He does. <laughs> and he can cook it too. <laughs> that is good. The meat crafter. I'm looking at that right now. So almost like a filet style, right? Yes. Do a little everything with it. Great for trimming yeah. brisket, cutting up uh, roasts and whatnot. So it, it's sharp, but, huh? Yeah, and it's oh. just cool because it's a Benchmade knife, oh, so you're station, kind of a badass. The station knife is awesome. Did you see that one? I did not. I'll tell you what you guys want to talk hey, about. Sh- stop talking Ooh, for a second. Sorry. <laughs> the grown-ups are speaking. All right, go ahead. Guys. Go to Benchmade and look at that station knife. Or I'll yeah, turn. that's pretty cool. Look at that. Oh, they got better. They got a lot better colors now. That's a that's a culinary knife yeah. or like a fixed blade? That's a culinary knife. It's cool. Yeah. Check out some of those new Benchmade knives they're dropping. I think that the shootout is in like 50-something days, uh, or 60 days. Give, give me a little time to get mine. Uh, and uh, the new readout. As always, thanks for listening to Oil & Whiskey and Ironclad Original. If you like the show, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. If you don't like it, then don't even bother leaving us a review. And we're not going to read your emails. Yeah, just give us a good review. If it's not good, then... Don't worry about it. Thanks again to our guest, Ronnie Wetch. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram at Roadster Shop, and we will all see you again next week. Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, host of the Mental Performance Daily Podcast here with you. And someone asked me recently, Kaner, how'd you go from 240 pounds to 180? Was it diet? Was it sleep? Did you change your workout routine? It was a little bit of all of that and mostly habits and consistency. That's why I love FitBod. FitBod's smart workout app creates a custom dynamic exercise program based on your goals, experience, and equipment. It varies your routines to avoid overtraining and keeps you on schedule so you can keep that calendar full and maintain those summer gains. Their elite algorithm uses custom data and analytics to scientifically build your best next workout and maximize your results in the least amount of time. FitBod workouts fit easily into your schedule, making your time the best time to work out. 
FitBod works equally as awesome. On your iOS or Android device, the app is super easy to use with video tutorials to make learning new exercises a breeze. Let's keep that workout momentum going through getting personalized workouts from FitBod that get tougher as you do. Get 25% off your subscription or try out the app for free when you sign up now at fitbod.me slash mpd25. That's 25% off your subscription or try it free at fitbod.me slash mpd25.